Just before we get started, I want to share with you one of our sponsors and a secret to our success. I don't know about you, but I got into commercial property to build a more passive income. But how do you manage multiple clients and contracts in multiple buildings without spending all of your time on endless spreadsheets? After a lot of research, we use Office R&D, the best flexible workspace software to manage our CMO buildings, co-working and flexspace. For starters, the automated bill run saves hours of work and means we don't miss any revenue. Plus, I can get many reports on the performance of each product and location. But here's the real clincher. We all need to focus on customers more and our clients can now use our app to access buildings, book meeting rooms, review their invoices. And there's a great feature where they can interact with our member community. And this is all managed from within the Office R&D platform. There's a partner link in the show notes so you can book a demo. Take a look, see how the system can improve your operations and customer experience. Right, make yourself comfortable. Let's get on with today's show. Welcome to the Commercial Property Investor Podcast, and I'm your host, Jerry Alexander. This show is all about commercial property investing for the private investor. Whether you're just getting started or scaling up your portfolio, through interviews, tips and lessons learned along the way, we want to give you the inspiration, knowledge and confidence to enjoy this great cash flowing strategy. Hi, and welcome back to the Commercial Property Investor Podcast. I'm only recently back from a great conference down in London, the Flexible Space Conference called Flexa. It was Flexa 2022. Some of you may have even been there. It's organised by the UK Flexible Space Association. And for those who don't know who they are, they were originally actually called the BCA, the Business Centre Association. And a few years ago, they recognised what was happening in the market and changed the name to Flexible Space Association. And it's the largest organisation for um, the flex space operators in the UK. There are others around, um, both operating in the UK and around the world. There's there's Juicy, which is G-C-U-C, who have a conference, in fact, in Seattle tomorrow, if you just happen to be near Seattle, as this episode will be going out on Monday. Yes, yeah, so that goes out there, having that on Tuesday. And there's a Global Workspace Association as well. And of course, there's lots of other ones, including, depending on what sectors you're in, ones for storage. Um, There's associations there in the US and in the UK and Europe. But my frustration with some of these is that although they're very good for operators and they're great for connections, the frustration was they weren't always focused very well on people who actually wanted to invest in the properties and then develop them out. They were more for somebody who was doing either a rent-to-rent or at least somebody who was looking more at the the back end of those projects, not necessarily about the investing and all that sort of stuff. And of course, that's really what we cover on the podcast. But it does blend into the flex because that's what we do in our business. And I think it's got such a fantastic future. It's been around for quite a long time, but this market is getting stronger and stronger. So what I want to do is just fill you in on a couple of things I learned at the conference. I found it really interesting. It was themed around um, wellness and tech and the future and environment. It was very heavily focused on that, maybe slightly too much if I had a slight niggle there about the conference was just it was quite narrow the frame but nevertheless there was plenty discussion around it and it's a chance of course to meet up with old friends including some of our previous podcast guests like um, Jamie Vine he was in there from Australia all the way from Australia there was Tony Freef there John Williams who was recently on the podcast from Instant and it gets, gives you a chance to meet new friends of course some of whom may be on future podcasts. They just don't know that yet, right? (laughs) So some of the gems for me from that particular conference 
were around, of course, the wellness and tech, because that's really what we were. That's what the whole conference theme was about. But there's clearly some disruption coming from the conversation. There's lots of panels, and from the conversations from those panels, you could detect there is disruption coming here, particularly for those who have customer base who are maybe more corporate and have corporate social responsibility and people look after that because a lot of the questions coming to the bigger operators now are, show us your credentials. What is your certification in terms of your the environment? And that's not just um, you know about your business, but about the building, about the operations, the whole life cycle stuff. And that certification is changing. It's not just going to be down to, you know, what does your EPC certificate say? Or even things like Bream. There's many others starting to come in. And and that is something I want to talk about on a future podcast, or at least should I say research, so we can talk about it on a future podcast. But there's definitely going to be opportunity in this for those of you that want to differentiate yourselves. Because there will be some customers, as I say, that are specifically looking for that. Now, that might not be your customer sector. So don't get carried away with the fact that, oh, my goodness, this is going to change everything. It will depend on which customers you're you're dealing with. If you've got more regional offices for large international or national corporates, then this is something that's surely already on your radar. For those of you that have one and two person businesses in small rooms, who are not so bothered about that sort of thing, they just want to make sure their business stays afloat, then it might not be so important. But in time, this will creep into all areas of our sector. So we'll just try and keep you up to date. As I say, I'll have some interviews, I think, lined up for that because um, my knowledge base is still, shall we say, growing on that. But that's part of the reason for doing this podcast, so I can meet new people and learn new things. So that was... Part of the disruption thing that came to me, the second one was the surge in demand for flex space throughout not just the UK, but in uh, around the world, particularly outside London in terms of the UK, though, that the regional centres have really seen an upsurge in inquiries and lettings. In fact, talking to Jamie, even over in Australia, he was saying that recently, over the last two to three months, things have really picked up. I, I think there's probably a... a Part of that is due to just that pent-up demand being released at last after um, the pandemic stuff starts to subside. But interestingly, we've had disruption. We've had this period where businesses aren't quite sure what they're going to do. And Flexspace is winning because there is such a great offer there for those businesses that don't quite know what they want. Or indeed, they're looking more for the hybrid. They're looking more for the long term. They're thinking, do we need to have hybrid here? Do we need to have people working from home and at the office? They're still trying to work that out. And committing to a 25-year lease is not on the radar. So Flexbase has really been doing very well. One thing that I totally disagreed with that I heard on stage, actually, I wanted to talk about just briefly was... The the statement was made, we should all aim to really get to know our customers. That's great. Yeah, totally, totally agree with that. And aim to be friends with our customers. Now, I think there's a line there. I I do not agree with that. There's an old phrase, who knows who said it, but it, it reminds me of that phrase, which is familiarity breeds contempt. And over the years, when we've got too close to customers... I've found sometimes that backfires. 
So just speaking from experience, and maybe I'm just too um, old in the tooth thinking about this, but just speaking from experience, if you become friends with all your customers, it doesn't. it's not just necessarily related to this business. There's other businesses too. It, it can lead to potential problems down the track. So I think it's really important to be friendly, but it's also important to maintain professionalism. So you could develop friendships with people outside of work, and I appreciate that. And in fact, one of my business partners who's been on this um, podcast before, Jamie, he's been developing his castle and all that stuff. We, we, we've we had a couple of businesses together, and we met because he was one of our clients at one point. And that's fine. You can do that. But as a company policy to make sure that your staff and everybody's making friends with your customers, I just don't think that's a good idea. Just my feelings. Another part of the discussion in the afternoon was with a panel. And on that panel, there were representatives from two very large organizations, Grosvenor Properties and Workspace. And Workspace are predominantly in London. They've got over 4 million square feet and over 3,000 customers. And Grosvenor are even bigger. And these guys were talking about um, a little bit about the sustainability, of course, and the drive from their customer base to improve that and to, I guess, get that certification thing again. So what was interesting was that from the chat from Grosvenor said, over, over the next 10 years, we want to move away from a landlord-tenant relationship and work on a partnership basis with customers who are focused on that mutual sustainability. So between us, we're going to try and create a better environment that is better for the environment and the customer. And this was the clincher. This is the one I thought was quite interesting. He actually said to be focused on space as a service. Now, this is a landlord who traditionally like 25, 30-year leases, maybe even longer, and now is talking about working with space as a service. Now, I think their interpretation of space as a service than mine is probably different, but nevertheless, those lines are getting closer and closer, aren't they? I learned a new word as well, um, biophilia. If I'd heard it before, i certainly forgotten it. Biophilia. So how many green things do you have in your building? Do you have any plants? Are you putting in moss balls? Have you got roof terraces? It's actually really important to have Green, I've seen it certainly. It's important to have greenery in your buildings where you can. The challenge is always, of course, who the hell is going to look after it? Because often we will put stuff in and before you know it, it's passed on <laughs> because somebody hasn't been watering it and looking after it properly. So I do think it's probably worthwhile bringing in an expert who can actually tell you what plants you go where, what light they need, how often they need feeding, and then having one or two members of staff to deal with those plants because those plants that don't need watering um, regularly sometimes get watered really regularly because people walk past and say, oh, that looks dry, I'll pour some water in. And actually, there needs to be a bit more um, thought into the process of watering plants and feeding plants and where they stay. But nevertheless, biophilia was a topic and it is something that more and more operators are looking at, including in their space. And of course, those that have got really design-orientated products will have plants in there. But it's just another little thing to gleam for those of you listening who perhaps have only got your first building, your second building, and you're just trying to create that 
good environment for your customers and you're trying to work out where your model is going to be, whether it's going to be on focused on co-working or more of a um, membership model or more of a traditional just there's your space, there's your key, here's the services, here's somebody who can look after you, but basically that's your domain and there isn't really any community going on. But the community side and the communal stuff, which is becoming more and more relevant and more important, does need some green, some biophilia. So there's a brief summary of some of the things I picked up at the conference. My plan is to dig into some of these topic areas a bit more over the coming weeks on future episodes, but for now, I just want to let you know about the event and, of course, make you think about attending some yourself. I mentioned some of those other organisations. Get on Google and ask. There are lots of organisations and events taking place all around the world, some of them better than others, of course, and some of them orientated towards um, elements of the industry that might not be relevant to you, but it gets you in the swim. It lets you meet other people in the industry. It gives you fresh ideas. And most importantly, of course, it talks to you about the trends. That's why I think it's really important about these going to these events, checking in, making sure that where you're going actually um, has relevance. And, you know, I'm not saying that these conferences and the speakers are all absolutely spot on the money because everybody's market's different. But nevertheless, it's really good to go and get yourself exposed to this sort of stuff. Okay, And of course, we, as in CPI or Commercial Property Investor, our, our job here is to focus in on the private investor. Right. Some of you will become operators or maybe even be operators in flex space. And that's absolutely super. But my track, as it were, that I want to make sure that I stick to on this podcast is supporting the private investor who's getting into commercial, may want to do flex space, may want to do multi-let. But nevertheless, it's about that pre-kind of fit-out element, which is buying buildings or developing buildings into spaces that are current and the market demands now. But of course, the flex space market, that offer is the thing that's growing and growing and growing at the moment. And the trends are all pointing towards mega growth in this space. So I'm really excited about it. I, I really like the conference. It was great to get back down. I haven't been to one for a while. Um, congratulations, everybody organized it. I thought it was a great event. But those of you that haven't been to one of those, check it out. It'll be happening again next year in London, I suspect. But they do have other events. There'll be a uh, award ceremony later on in the year too. Anyway, I think at some point we'll be doing our own events, not to compete, but to focus in on the uh, investing side. So if that might be of interest to you, if you'd like to attend one of those in the future, then just ping me a message on Instagram. That's jerryalexander.commercial. It'd be great to hear from you, and we can then let you know when things are coming up. So speak to you again very soon. Enjoy your week in the commercial swim. Hi there. I hope you're enjoying the content delivered on the CPI podcast. Even though it's free to listen to, it actually takes quite a bit of time and financial commitment to deliver each and every episode. Did you know that by leaving a positive written review, you, yes, you will have a direct impact on the visibility of the podcast. And that's really important because by reaching a wider audience, it helps our team to continually improve the overall content that we deliver to you week after week. For some of you, leaving a review will be second nature, but for others, it might be a first one. Open your podcast app, 
pick the CPI podcast and search for previous reviews. And on iTunes in particular, click to look at all of the reviews and then you'll see an option to leave a written review. Go on, it'll only take two minutes and it'll really make our day. And we genuinely read every single one of them. I hope you're enjoying the content delivered on the CPI podcast. Even though it's free to listen to, it actually takes quite a bit of time and financial commitment to deliver each and every episode. Did you know that by leaving a positive written review, you, yes, you will have a direct impact on the visibility of the podcast. And that's really important because by reaching a wider audience, it helps our team to continually improve the overall content that we deliver to you week after week. For some of you, leaving a review will be second nature, but for others, it might be a first one. Open your podcast app, pick the CPI podcast and search for previous reviews. And on iTunes in particular, click to look at all of the reviews and then you'll see an option to leave a written review. Go on, it'll only take two minutes and it'll really make our day. And we genuinely read every single one of them.